Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yodis B, welcome to the sport of episode 230. I think I've got John with me. John, are you there? You're darn right you do. Nice. I like that one. That's a good one. Stick with that. Uh, Stu, are you also here? Can I just uh, take a moment uh, to talk to you idiots, you stupid motherfuckers who have young kids. Um, yep. You both have uh, very young kids and you never sleep anymore, right? Correct. Yep. Um, I obviously, since I am a thousand years old, I'm on the other side of that. Um, right. So by choice, um, last night I got a new cell phone. And instead of going to the gym, I just played with my new cell phone because, you know, new gadget, fun. Yep. Look, That's what you do. Look at all the bells and whistles. Um, so I didn't go to the gym last sports? night. Um, I was going to. I didn't. I played with my new toy. Um, I told my wife, uh, you know, I know you're going to go to the gym in the morning before work. I'll just get up and go with you. And she goes, you sure about that? I go, well, yeah. Um, she's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm getting up at 430 to go do that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. So um, I got up with her at 430. Guys, oh, I'm fucking, no. I am exhausted oh. right now. <laughs> I am absolutely in, you know, getting up with you know, Fitz and Jonesy and Quinn and just absolutely I'm hallucinating right now. I don't quite right. know. I, I don't have my bearings about me and I'm just, I mean, I'm stone sober, but I feel drunk and I, I, I remember this feeling so well and I don't miss it at all. You guys are just, why did you, why did you have kids? You morons. This is just, this is awful. I hate this. I hate this a- so much. I just want to go to bed. I just want to go to bed. Anyway, let's talk about the fucking Vikings. There was a, there was a time when we would record this podcast and we would start at like 10 p.m. And it wouldn't bother me at all because I'd just say to myself, all right, I'll sleep an extra 30 minutes and it'll be fine. It'll It's not a problem. I'm I'm not tired all the time. And now, if we start any time after 7 o'clock, I'm basically brain dead. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, get, I, get, I get home from work, and I can usually equip myself through dinner and about one hour of playing with my daughter, and then it's just like, Daddy's laying on the floor, he doesn't just stay out of the medicine cabinet. Yeah. I, got, I got nothing left. 
You listen so, back to you listen back to the episode the next day. You say Bruce Boudreaux, purple monkey dishwasher. Then, you know, <laughs> it, it, made, it made sense at the time. Pretty often, I'll get a text message from Dave or Wade or somebody that says, "Why did you say this?" And I'll have absolutely no memory of saying anything about that. <laughs> like, wait, we talked about the Timberwolves. I said what about Jamal Crawford? I'm not even sure I know much about Jamal Crawford. Why would I say something like that about Why him? Why would he I call like him a... an elegant bachelor? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I I suggested he was a professional wrestler. Why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense. That's that's every podcast now. It's just a, a deluge of texts and tweets saying, "Why did why did you say this?" So anyway, uh, enjoy the show, everybody. Yep. Now yep. that we've made made it clear that we're all that we're all brain dead, let's let's start the sports podcast. John, you mentioned that you are not good after seven p.m. I do think it's fair to tell the listeners it is currently nine ten p.m. So we're two oh, yeah. hours it's... and ten minutes past, and we <laughs> oh, just yeah, got baby. started. It's so. over. Yeah. Okay. Well, then why don't you, John? You take like a thirty second cat nap, and I'll start with Stu. All right. Uh, I wanted to Woo! talk. I wanted to talk Vikes with you, Mister Mister Pigskin. Have you let? Because we haven't talked for a while now, a few weeks, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the last time we talked, we were still kind of touch and go on. This is a disaster season. Well, they've solidified this being a really good season. So, Stu, I have to ask, have you finally let them in, in your heart? Have you opened your heart to them? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. more. It's it's more a function of um, the rest of the Central or the North or whatever it is now. Just, you know, they're, they have a three-game lead with five games left. So, That's um, a cushion. It's a it's a good cushion to have the next two weeks, even as difficult as they are. Um, it's just, it's a real, it's going to be really tough for them to not have a home playoff game, um, either the first or even, God forbid, the second week of the uh, playoffs. Um, so, yeah, the uh, defense uh, is legit, even though it just still, they drive me nuts for some reason and I can't ever put my finger on it. Um, and Case Keenum apparently is a legit NFL quarterback or is riding the hot streak to end all hot streaks. And um, I don't know if that's just because he had an untapped reservoir of talent or just uh, Tony Soprano fixed the offensive line to such a degree that Case Keenum can win seven games in a row in the NFL in 2017. I don't... I, I can't explain what's happening other than the offensive line is really good uh the defense is healthy and good and that's why they're nine and two props to chat so Permer as well right they, they're in my heart I don't, do we have to give uh chat Permer some credit here too hmm. he's still our offensive coordinator right or is it a different oh guy? yeah totally yeah totally he's probably going to be a head coach next year he seems to have drawn up some plays that have allowed Case Keenum to throw these weird, really weird floaty passes that always seem to land in a wide open Adam Thielen's arms, and it's, yeah, I, they're it's, forty it's feet inexplicable. in the air. They're, they're wobbly forty feet in the air. There he is. He's wide open, or it's one on one coverage, and he's able to make the play. And, and that's it's, you're not like it, giving like an example of that happened once. I feel like that's happened like eight times, and all eight have been completions on like thirty seven. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's had games where he should have thrown three or four picks, and so there has been some measure of luck, and there's probably going to be a regression game at some point here, probably fairly soon, but I also said that three weeks ago, and they've gone 3-0 and in those games. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's not, you know, one thing I mean, that's... At Atlanta, Keep going. Oh, keep going. Okay. Well, he uh, the one thing that's not lucky is that he seems really good at not getting sacked, and that's very underrated. That's a very good skill. Yeah, he's a very he, he's he's what we call like to call a mobile quarterback. Um, he's able to move around in the pocket. Shifty. He can make plays with his legs and his arm. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't Case Keenum play quarterback for the Houston Texans for a while? He did. He was bad there. Yeah, See, and badly. That's yeah. the reason. The Houston Texans, for some reason, I don't know if it's like a expansion team thing or whatever, but for some reason, Houston always plays at maximum three offensive linemen. So whoever is playing quarterback for the Texans generally yeah. gets sacked about 235 times a year. <laughs> and he's used to running. So is what you're saying? It's sort of it's perfect practice. You you just get used to hitting your drop, and then you you got your eyes downfield, but you also sort of got your peripheral vision peeled for the on-rushing defenders that are about to take your head off and smear you all over. What's the Houston Stadium called? Reliance Stadium? Is that right? Let's go with it. Uh, I think it's I think it's still Enron. Enron, Enron. Enron Field. Smear yep. your brains all over yep. Enron Field. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he was bad there, and he was bad for Los Angeles last year, the Rams. But right. now they're saying that was Jeff Fisher's fault. Which makes because perfect now, sense. Because uh, Jerry Goff is good now, too. Yeah, and he had Keenum and Goff, and both were horseshit last year. <laughs> and they're both, like, top 15 quarterbacks now. Oh. I don't think people talk enough about how terrible a coach Jeff Fisher is. Do you honestly think, like, if Jeff Fisher is where he's probably on he's, – he's at some sort of dive bar right now with a pack of, like, Paul Malls and a beer – do you think that when he's watching his former teams, he's he's rooting for them to to be terrible? Like, does he want the Rams to be zero sixteen this year? I think I think mostly he's just fielding questions from dive bar baits and it's like, hey, Jeff Fisher, you coached you coached the Rams last year. What do you think of these guys now? No, I'm not Jeff Fisher. Nope. I don't know who no, no, you're no. talking about. John Jeff, you're wearing the same sweatshirt Foster. that you wore all of last year. <laughs> what? No. You got me wrong. <laughs> You're supposed to turn you, that in, Jeff. Uh, you handed me a card that said I just Coach wonder, Jeff though, Fisher on it. The, uh, because 16, the better Keenum is and the better Goff the is, the more people in, are like, wow, Jeff Fisher is every year. a That should have been an indication. But he coached them, probably liked them. Uh, Steve McNair, Eddie George, and Javon Curse all in their primes. He wasn't that good of a coach, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'll probably get a job this year. They only stuck around oh, yeah. for two decades. Yep. John Fox is living in that world too, right? Wasn't he good like 15 years ago and his teams have yeah, just been not, horse shit? It's and not he keeps fair. getting. Like, I just don't understand. Well, it happened once. I don't know. John, how is, uh, what's your sen- sentiment level right now with the Vikings? Um, Seven games in a row. Here, here's the thing I know about the Vikings. We we have watched them. How many games in a row have they won? Seven? Is that correct? They sure. won seven games in a row. They beat the Rams. And on Sunday, somehow I ended up in front of the television on Sunday afternoon. 
and I was watching the Saints play the Rams. And the Saints and the Rams are generally viewed as two of the potential contenders for the NFC this year. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings <laughs> have beaten both teams. And I got to say, I watched the game, and both of those teams are absolute garbage. I don't... <laughs> the Rams got killed by the Vikings. The Saints... The the fourth quarter, apparently Drew Brees had engineered a comeback the week before. So they went out in the fourth quarter against the Rams. They were down by two scores. And, of course, Jim Nance is... is Editorial, like, oh, here comes Drew Brees. Here comes, can he lead another comeback, etc. Every pass that Drew Brees threw in the fourth quarter that traveled more than 10 yards in the air should have been picked off. The Rams dropped four interceptions in two possessions. Most of the first downs the Saints got came via penalty. It was just, it was a garbage football game. The Saints are a garbage team. The Rams are a garbage team. We saw that when the Vikings play them. So I don't know why not the Vikings. Why shouldn't the Vikings win the Super Bowl? We're, you're saying that they're going to win it because they're slightly less garbage I'm than saying all the, the other Vikings, good teams. The Vikings are not trash, and every other team in the NFL is trash. I like that. That's good. Are you of the the philosophy? Are you turning into an old man before our eyes? And like the NFL used to be good, and now these teams all suck. Yes, this is very. Oh, I remembered it. Yeah, I was an old man before I was a young man. <laughs> in ni- in nineteen eighty four, I was complaining like about Mosley. soccer style kickers at the age of. Hey, where's my transformer? <laughs> Straight on. That's how kickers work. You line yourself up with the posts and you get it done. Does Philly scare you or the Pretty Patriots? Much, yeah. Or are you just basically like, get into the playoffs? What the fuck? Yeah. I, I, I'm I, not actually hoping for the Vikings it's to impossible. make a Super Bowl because that seems insane to me. Just the very idea of saying... Oh, the no. Vikings could make the Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's just it's it's not a possible thing that could happen in the real world. I recognize that intellectually, the Vikings have as good a chance as anyone of making it to the Super Bowl. But in reality, in the world we all live in, of course they have no chance of making it to the Super Bowl. No, so, they could. They could. No, that's not how that's not how life works, Brandon. I've been no, see, repeatedly here's... educated in this in this particular <laughs> thing. Well, if you subscribe to my philosophy, it's that the NFL is ninety percent luck. So uh, right. every once in a while, you're gonna have an okay team that just everything, uh, you know, you get heads twenty times in a row, and all of a sudden you're you've won the Super Bowl or have made it to the Super Bowl or whatever with a team that could just as easily be 7-9. and nine. So uh, I, in my head, I think, yeah, what? why the hell not? Well, Weird the, shit happens. Here's the thing, Brandon. A, 1987 ruined me, 1998 ruined me, and then 2010 mm-hmm. ruined me, and I vowed that it would be the final time. Yeah, I oh, said, yeah, <laughs> no, I think you definitely need to get to a place where you don't, where you can sort of watch this from a detached, non-emotional state of like, hey, they get there, that's fucking awesome. That'd be a fun time. And if they don't, whatever. You can do it. You can do it, John. (laughs) Think about what you just said and think about all of the podcasts we've done and how long you've known me. I know. I know. As I was saying it mid-sentence, I was like, what am I doing? What on earth? What do I think that I'm actually going to accomplish with this this enlightened point of view? (laughs) 
the single dumbest thing you've ever said on this podcast. It's got to be. It's got to be. And I've said some very dumb things. I'm the one that said frictionless skates, just so people <laughs> Yeah, remember. you suggested rocket skates. Rocket and that skates. makes way more sense than what you just said about my emotional state regarding the Minnesota Vikings. I, I suggested one time, in a very serious manner, how about we invent skates where you never get tired skating? That's what my actual <laughs> legit suggestion was. Right. And this was still dumber. <laughs> Somehow, this was dumber. Well, I was listening to a podcast recently. I was uh, whoring around. Um, and it was the Bill Simmons podcast, and he had Chuck Klosterman on there. And both of those guys are pretty annoying for the most part. But for some reason, when they dis- when they when they're together, they they make a little bit more sense to me. Like they can both kind of they're annoying in opposite directions, and they can sort of call each other on their annoying BS and and come up with some interesting conversations at times. And uh, the most recent one, which was I don't know last week or a couple weeks ago, they were talking about the uh, how difficult it is to play, or just the the enigma of NFL quarterbacks. And they kept dancing around the subject of like, well, this guy was good last year, and now he's bad this year. And this guy was good two years ago, and then he was bad, and now he's good again. And they kept trying to think of solutions or ideas of why this is happening. Oh, this, they figured this guy out, and then he came up with a different thing. And I thought this guy was good, but he's actually bad. And they kept right. coming up with these really weird cl- conclusions. And I wanted to just scream through the podcast through my headphones that it's luck that's what you're talking about it's just crazy fucking luck that case keenum is good this year and was bad last year and it was good one year and bad another year he's the same exact person except sometimes tip passes fall to the ground sometimes they get interception intercepted for touchdowns like that's and there's again in my head it's 90 percent luck so there's a few guys rogers brady etc that can kind of overcome any of that and they're just amazing no matter what but the rest of them, I mean, they were talking about like, oh, Dak Prescott, he sucks. It's like last yeah. year he was like an MVP, yeah. wasn't he? Or close? Four or like weeks a top... ago, he was amazing. <laughs> like and he then, sucks now? He doesn't now, suck now. He's he's just like now, a guy that's to the whims of luck like every other goddamn quarterback in the league. It's it's It, it seems like this would be fairly straightforward. You know, you take the Cowboys running back away, suddenly they can't run the ball, and that affects... The quarterback's performance. Yeah. And I think, and one of the best, they lost one of their, I think their left yeah. tackle yep. or their right tackle, and their best defensive player. I think so. Why do the Cowboys suck now? Well, they got hurt. Or their running back uh, beat up a woman, yeah. which is, you know, a yeah. thing that happens nope, to you. No, he sucks now. That's the thing. He sucks now. And Cam Newton, yeah, MVP, no. and now he sucks. No. And it's like, well, maybe he's just kind of in the middle, and if everything works out, there's like 14 quarterbacks who could be MVP level or could be awful. So that has been helping me again with my it's – all, it's all luck. So I enjoy the Vikings more when I can continue to convince myself of that. So that was me talking to myself for the last five minutes. Thanks for listening. That's good. And it's not so much it's not so much luck as it is health luck. I mean, if you get enough Yeah, right. Circumstance. You know, that's I don't mean luck like Yeah. I mean, especially on defense, they're remarkably lucky this year. And there's just too many other factors. Everybody loves crediting the quarterback with everything that goes right or wrong. 
for a football team, including somehow the defense sometimes. And I, I, we know that the quarterback is the most important position in sports, but it's still not so important that he can affect the laws of space time somehow. And I mean, unless you're Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, apparently who managed to do it no matter what, but it, it it's not so important. Like Sam Bradford last year, who every play, he just had to turn and run immediately. Like we were mm-hmm. talking about Keenum hitting his drop and then running. Bradford didn't have time to hit a drop. He just had to turn and run right away because the Vikings offensive line was made up of five traffic cones. He, so how can you, how can you look at Bradford's performance and do anything but criticize the offensive line? It had nothing to do with Bradford. He was just running around immediately and trying to find the guy who was closest to him to throw a pass that lost two yards every play. It's It had nothing to do with Bradford's skill and everything to do with the Vikings' awful offensive line. So I, I don't know how you can look at that and be like, well, Sam Bradford was amazing last year. Well... He pretty much just had to do what he had to do, and it was terrible, and the Vikings were awful. Is that Bradford's well, fault? No, that's not Bradford's fault. His offensive line was garbage. So the fact that the Vikings have two offensive linemen who are better than last year suddenly means that Case Keenum is amazing? I don't know. What would Bradford have done with his team? We don't know. Yeah, I mean... I use the word luck, but you're right. It's more like circumstance and, and just the fact right. that there's 22 fucking guys, 22 gigantic human beings sprinting around at the same time. There's just weird shit's going to happen on a game-to-game or play-to-play basis, and uh, it's really hard to decipher and try to make these grand conclusions out of any of, the, any of this, but it's a fun ride. People are a lot uh, right. happier around here when they're good, so that's fine. I know. Boy, it's it really makes a difference to the mood of Minnesotans yeah. when the Vikings are good. I can I can talk to my dad without him just getting angry. Do you think that? Do you think that people are as? I know that's just as popular. Do you think people are as enthused, generally speaking, and are yelling at their TVs as much as they used to be like a generation ago? Or do you think that's changed? I would say I would say that the the peaks and valleys no. of fandom haven't changed at all. I think people are just as angry as they were thirty years mm. ago or fifty years ago or what have you. Because I think the people, maybe the people who always would have been angry, aren't as angry. But then the the social media echo chamber amplifies the angriness of other people so right it 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 all works out in the end i i think people are just as angry maybe i'm only generalizing myself there yeah i'm i'm just as much of a crazy person now as that ship has sailed for you i feel like it's yeah just just say big 10 hockey in front of john he'll I'll just explode in my mind and sadness. Uh, well, you talked about Bradford a little bit ago. I was curious what if you had to put percentage odds of the three quarterbacks we have right now of them starting being the starting quarterback in 2018. How would you divvy up that that pie chart of odds? Thirty three percent Bradford. Equal. Thirty-three percent Teddy, thirty-three percent Keenum. Oh, I don't know. They're not. Bradford's is They're zero not going to re-sign Bradford. His no. Yeah, his, his knees are done. But 
Yeah, he's he's going to retire. Yeah. I think that seems to be what everyone's thinking but doesn't want to say. Yeah, that's that the thing now. Like guys are getting anymore. out in every other position or every other sport. Guys hang on too long, and I guess I'm probably just thinking of recency bias with uh, Romo and then Cutler. You know, kind of did it as well. Uh, in football, they're more and more common to just like leave while you're still relatively intact, instead of trying to give it a whirl and get his leg broken off. I'd be down with him retiring. I'd be. That's probably the smart move. So then you go fifty-fifty with the other two. I I honestly have no idea what they're gonna do. I I hope they resign Teddy, obviously, because I love Teddy. But yes. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's really as my a only GM in the fight. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, uh, they, they should probably resign both at this point, should they? I mean, if they can do that, I, how could they do that though? I I mean, Keenum's going to get a huge payday from someone. Can the Vikings? Have, I know nothing. No, about me neither. The Let's just keep talking. Though. Can the Vikings <laughs> do that? No, I don't either. I maybe this. Yeah, maybe this is no. That's just simply can't be done. But. I would imagine if they have the money and the wherewithal, they will try to do that at least. Uh, I would think so. Yeah, I don't. And then probably draft. They they probably have to draft one as well, even if they re-sign both of them. They just, I mean, unless you guys know more. So I, mean, I got some Kyle film on it, but I, I not. am a paid consultant for other NFL teams, so I can't really divulge what I know about them. Yeah, you know that. Oh, okay. Okay. How does he Yeah, how does he look on film? Like, you know, in, in I mean, it's yeah. yeah I, I have all 22, all 22 on, on practice Slaughter. during the practice. Yeah. I would I have some pretty good footage. I would rate it I would rate him as mostly upright. Um Okay. He has the correct number of limbs. Probably, for an NFL quarterback. I, I don't even know that. You could tell me he's a one-armed quarterback, and I'd be—I'd believe you. Is he, is he a water-based mammal? <laughs> the only—he's th- one-armed. Truly, the only thing I know about him is that his name is Kyle Sloter. We'll figure it out. Yep. Well, God bless. God bless Kyle Sloter and the rest of them. Uh, I am saying they are a fairly conservative organization. They are going to stick with. Case Keenum and all our guy Teddy B is going to be on the Titans next year. Tennessee Titans. Don't say it. Don't say it. I was that, trying to man. think of the most boring lose. team for us to not even really be able to root for as our second team next right. year. And the most boring team I could think of was the Titans. Maybe the Bengals or the Buccaneers. Any, any team in the AFC South works yes. for this. Yeah, exactly. The Jaguars, the Titans, the Texans, the Colts, just all <laughs> terrible franchises. It's in consigned to consigned to an eternity of Thursday night football. So uh I have to Wait, who's in who did I say was in the AFC South? I want to make sure I, I actually I think you get said right. Houston, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Let's Sounds see. right. Yeah, that's correct. I got those correct. Nice. John, this is amazing. It's 9.33. Your brain's still functioning. You're going to have to take the day off of work tomorrow. Your brain's just going to be just dead. Okay. Really really quick, John. Who are the four starting quarterbacks for those four teams? You got this. Four starting quarterbacks. Oh, my goodness. Bork Bladles is still in Jacksonville. Bork Bladles, yep. Yes. One for one. One. 
Oh, Houston. Can I, uh, Deshaun Watson. Can I count he, him? No, he he's on injured reserve. He died. So that's uh, one for two. I know. Okay. Uh, Indianapolis. All right. You know, Indianapolis. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Holy crap! Nice work. Two out of three. Tennessee. Uh, Steve McNair. No, hold on. Let me also think about dead. this. He, he is <laughs> legitimate. <laughs> Uh, is uh, let me go back to Houston. Is Tom Savage starting in Houston? Yep. Yes, that is that is the Houston quarterback. As far as last week, he All was. Right. I don't think they have any other options. So who uh, who is Tennessee's Marcus Mariota? There you go. I knew you could yeah. do it, John. Work, John. I'm so proud of myself. I'm, I, we're all proud of you. How dare you doubt me knowing who Jacoby Brissett is? Yeah. Yeah, Stu. Jesus. Um. So let me ask another question, a um, little inside baseball question, because we're members of the mainstream media. The lamestream media, excuse me. The, the mainest of all the streams. The mainest stream. Um, as I understand it, our friend Michael Rand and a few others in the, again, the lamestream media have written articles about, hey, this is a quarterback controversy, and then they get screamed at by fans <laughs> And they continue to point out that this is because of Mike Zimmer's quotes saying, hey, it's case next week, but I don't know. Uh, is Mike Zimmer actually doing this or is Michael Rand full of shit? And we'll keep it between the three of us. No one's listening right now. We can, we can call our yeah. friend Mike full of shit, but I think that he's, he's okay on this one, right? He's not drumming up interest yeah. for no reason. The, the, these, are, these are direct quotes from Mike Zimmer. Yeah. So, I mean, he's quoting the coach accurately. I don't know what else you want. I don't really know how else you could explain it other than Zimmer definitely is a Teddy guy, but he also is not stupid enough to uh, park Keenum when he's, you know, clearly, you know, on a roll of a lifetime. And it's not the media. It's Zimmer. That's... He's, these are direct quotes. They aren't inferring things. <laughs> right. They are... They are He's on record. There, it's there's audio recordings of his words saying these things. So it's entirely wish... Zimmer. It has Michael Rand is not at fault for any of this. Twitter eggs, leave Clarence him alone. Clarence was here right now. Yes, the yellow you. Can you channel Clarence? What would he say about all of this? Besides, like, um, just completely essing uh, Zimmer's D. I guess I, I don't know, know what he would say. I honestly don't know. I feel. With Clarence, he just keeps throwing me curveballs where he's reasonable and mm-hmm. measured about stuff. And he's never been reasonable yeah, and measured about Zimmer, though. That's his. That's his blind that's spot. It's that and tacos. Those are the two things where there's right. don't expect any. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And it's not. I don't even think it's a bad thing that Zimmer's saying any of that. It's not like it's no something he shouldn't be saying. It's totally a fair point of view. Like, hey, Keenum's doing yeah. really well. We still love Ted and you know happy he's alive and he has two legs still but I don't know I'd probably be saying the same thing if yeah. I were him it is funny th- I read an article to, to talk about Clarence and tacos for a second sure. I read an article the other day about picky it was I, I forget if it was a medical term or not but it was basically about adults who are picky really picky eaters like they can eat about five things yeah and everything else legitimately just does not look like food to them it would be like looking at office supplies for any of us and <laughs> saying hey, how come how come you don't like sharpies sharpies taste amazing and we'd be like 
That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Right. Sharpies aren't food. And then finding out that everyone else in the world is like, no, Sharpies are amazing. You're the crazy one. Do you think Clarence actually feels like that about rice or sushi or anything like that? I mean, maybe. Does he recognize but, it as food? Or but is he just legitimately like unable to understand how any of us could possibly ingest these substances? But even if that's the case, if everybody told you that Sharpies taste amazing... John, would you not try a Sharpie? Oh, I I mean, I'm a sheep. I totally would try a Sharpie. I would try it. I mean, that's why I tried this... all food that I... I mean, no one grows up comfortable with, like... There's probably not a whole lot of, like, six-year-olds that are like, mmm, sushi, that sounds natural and something that I would enjoy, or whatever, like a rare right. steak or whatever. You have to be told by other people, like, no, this is actually a good-tasting food, and then you try it, and it's good. But... But part of, part of adulthood is you grow up and you try things that you didn't like when you were a kid, and you think, wow, this actually does taste really good, and my palate has changed. Yes. For these people, like, to add any foods to this tiny little list of foods that they can eat without being physically sick, they have to, like, train themselves for a year. Like, one of the guys was talking about how he tried <laughs> eating fruit cocktail. For He tried eating fruit cocktail every night for a year, and he was just as disgusted on the last day of the year as the first day of the year. Wow. I'm going to need that Fruit link, cut, John. I mean, if you can send yeah, it to me, I, if you can it, find it, that's incredible. I've, it's always been... It was, fa- it, it was fascinating to read it with Clarence in mind. Like, have I just been the worst person in the world making fun of Clarence for not liking... Maybe he just doesn't actually see these things as food, and I've been terrible. I've been a terrible jerk to him. For making fun of him for having the taste of a five-year-old. It's possible, but I assume that the person you're talking about, that's a fairly rare, con- not condition, but a fairly rare thing where all, a lot would, of the other yeah. people that you know that don't try foods are just like unwilling to try it because they're stubborn or they just have no interest. Like, you know, I mean, even teenagers or whatever else, like, no, I don't want to try that. And they try it and they like it. It's not like you're right that some of this is regarding uh changing of your palate but a lot of other stuff is just that you didn't have an open mind to be like i'm a grown-up now and i can eat that or try it or whatever it is yeah but here's the thing Uh. brandon how many other people do you know besides me who like 92 sports and try to follow them all very closely just you do you know any evil it's just evil dave so is it so is it so impossible that not only do you regularly do a podcast with the craziest sports fan in the world, mm-hmm. you also do a podcast with somebody who has this ex- extremely rare food-related condition. It'd be a pretty big coincidence. In him. Yeah, but these things happen. It, they do happen. So you're, you're suggesting that Clarence is Clarence to food is John to sports, except Bizarro? Except the Bizarro version. Bizarro. Yeah. Okay. Clarence with food is Bizarro John with sports. That's right. That's what I'm suggesting. All right. All right. That's a, that's a, I mean, you're giving him a good, I mean, he's our friend, so we should give him some credit, but it's also possible that he just is set in his ways. <laughs> the much easier explanation is that, but it's possible that my 13 year old nephew can't, it, has some sort of legitimate genetic condition where all he can eat is Lunchables. That's possible. But it's possible. Probably not. Did the, it's not did probable. The art, John, did the article uh, say if there was like a Coke refinery 
in that person's hometown <laughs> that was t- t- <laughs> that was tainted the groundwater. I just just curious if that was uh It didn't mention it didn't mention anything, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, lead paint yeah, chips. That's, yeah. I think, you know a little what whatever Occam's razor is for this bit that we're doing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um Okay, that's all the pigskin talk I had. Yeah, and all the picky eating talk we have. Okay, so John, and now this and and now this break from twenty three and me. <laughs> that's the that's the genetic testing thing, right? I want to do that. Do you guys know anybody yeah. who's actually done that? I don't I know, not. but you can probably get ten percent off with code word the sportive or something. Yeah, like slash that. sportive podcast that, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't remember where we're up on our sponsorship. I know our bank account is close to zero, as per usual. <laughs> yeah. So I assume I'll be getting a check from Stu any any day, day now. now. Any day, yeah. our money man. Sure, our sure account. thing. He bought his yacht already, but after that, then yep. then we start. But seeing... once the yacht's paid off, I feel like we're all gonna get <laughs> see some see some cash for you. Yeah, um, John. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, so I want to ask you, Stuart. Uh, Mm-hmm. What is bringing you joy on this year's Minnesota Timberwolves team? Is anything making you happy? Um, um, they're up and they're down, and then they're really up and then they're really down. But I believe, as friend of the program, uh, David B- Brower treated, I think they've they're victorious tonight. They were. Um, they're on a four, they're on a forty-eight win pace, which is right about you know a pretty optimistic place for them to land at the start of the year so i think what i'm enjoying is that they're probably good with you're enjoying the pace the wind pace I'm, I'm, that is the best yeah, thing about them yeah i mean they're mystified i mean last night was a bad loss that was a game they should have won and they lost yep. and jeff jeff teague sucks but it looks like tyus may actually be a halfway decent nba point guard actually might be better than Jeff Teague right now. I think even you might have said that, Brandon. I don't know if that was a t- intemperate remark on your part or somebody else's, but it, no, it sounds like I something I would have said. Allow, allow the host to become the hostee. Um, is Tyus Jones <laughs> better than Jeff Teague? Well, I think that he is a hell of a Answer lot. Answer the question, sir. <laughs> What's with the third degree? God damn it! I hate this podcast. Sorry. It's over. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I think he's you know, he hasn't played a whole lot, but Jeff Teague is unbelievably frustrating. And Tyus Jones has filled the hole in my heart of a point guard who is maybe limited athletically and is never probably going to be an all star, but maximizes his potential and always seems to be in the right place at the right time. Oh. I love him so much. He's so he's so intelligent on the court. He's a little tiny just, Rick Rubio, isn't he? Like he's he's, he he's not as I, good of a passer, but he's a better shooter. And he's obviously worse defensively, but he still has that little know how yeah. of where to go. Ah, uh, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a big I'm a big I, fan. I, I never thought I could love again after our dear sweet boy Ricky left us. No. But a a point guard from Minnesota? Who's succeeding despite physical liberty? Oh, mm. I might. Mm. Yes. I feel like I might be able to open my heart again, Brandon. And, you know, I gave him, I know a lot of people give are, like him more because he's from Minnesota. 
I, as you know, I'm Poochie. Yep, I'm raising my hand right now. I have to be my the hand is up. In the I'm air. the opposite. I made it a little bit harder. It was a little bit harder for me to love him because everybody else loved him too much. So I feel like I have this weird uh, uh, belief that I matter in the world, which is insane, and it's one of the dumber things you could ever think as a human being. But like, well, if everybody else is, you know, dropping their knees every time he does something pretty positive, I'm going to try to balance out the world by being a little harder on him. You know, that's a good thing for me. Anyway, it's insane. Um, but he still has melted even my cold black heart a little bit. Right. Which has been good. He's been super fun. At least the last two, three games where he's had a lot more run. Um, or maybe four now. However long Teague's been out. And I know that Teague is like a good shooter. Eh. Mm. He scores decent. But just I, I have no interest. Just go play on a different team. We'll trade him for anybody. Right. I don't like him. I want him. I want him gone. I want him gone t- yesterday, and it's not just because he replaced uh, our beloved son. It's that he legitimately, unbiased, is just not super fun to watch, and that's hard because Jim Butler, who I also I like a lot, is maybe the best player in the NBA that is also not at all fun to watch play basketball. <laughs> I was trying to think of another guy who's like a top 20 in the league who you're just like, I right. don't care to watch you play ever. I'm glad that you're good. You're effective. There's no denying it. You get your points. You get your boards, assists, steals, etc. That's great. He's not fun whatsoever. To how, about, watch. how about Kawhi Leonard? Where do you stand on him? Kawhi Leonard is, to me, super fun to watch because he's uh, um, like a really fun, fun crazy lockdown defender and is also super athletic so he'll dunk on people whatever uh butler is just sort of like in the right place the right time uh plays below the rim you know almost like a kevin love but love was just sort of fun to watch just because it was so insane that he was like getting like how does he have 17 rebounds this game he's because he has a four inch vertical so you you get a little bit more (laughs) You know, a little bit more love for that. But I don't know. I was trying to think of another guy who's, like, amazing and also boring. I don't know if, I, right. I don't know if there's anybody besides Jim Butler in the league right now that maybe Gordon Hayward's kind of, nah. <laughs> well, Gordon Hayward's yeah. leg fell off, so. Gordon Hayward died, yes. Yep. You're right about that. Um, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, I'm trying to look up at like all NBA guys. Kyle Lowry, maybe. 
uh, DeMar DeRozan. I have no interest in watching Kyle Lowry play basketball. Right? There's just some guys that's like, I'm, you are, you're for sure good. I'm not denying it. I just don't yep. want you on my team. If you're good at basketball, I'll just do. And we've talked about this before. Like, we don't have any expectations. I'm saying we, at least the three of us, um, we don't have any expectations that the Timberwolves are actually going to win anything ever. Right. So they need to be, like, aesthetically fun to watch because that's kind of all we've got. So right. that's why the that's why this season has just been so weird because you're right, Stu. They won tonight, which makes them on November 29th. Uh, I think they're 13-9, and just like a real good pace. But it's just been like, eh, that's all right. They're, they're, they're good. They're, they're okay, you know. Uh, oh, LaMarcus Aldridge. There's another person who's like, yeah, whatever, man. You're good, I guess. I don't. That's why we need. That's why we need Tyus and we need Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, desperately. Because pretty much the Timberwolves right now, the ball gets into Towns' hands and you sort of sit forward and go, ooh, and then he passes to anyone. And you're like, oh, ah. <laughs> all right. Taj Gibson's going to throw in a left-handed runner from six feet. Yay! Gorgie's winding up to shoot. I'm going to go take a leak, yep. and then I'll be back, and All he'll right. be ready to shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's been weird. Jeff Teague's going to foul somebody shooting a three-pointer from 32 feet away. <laughs> Good play, Jeff. Way to go. <laughs> oh, man, do I not like him at all. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, I think Ty, and that's the. I just hope he stays injured for a really long time because Tyus and you're right, Tyus and Carl are all we've got. Yep, that's who we're depending on. Remember when we liked Shabazz for about five minutes? That's over. Yeah, that's. He's just he's almost a parody of himself at this point. Yeah, it does look like he's making fun of himself. Yep, he's doing a Shabazz impersonation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a pretty bad one or a good one, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> an amazing, horrible one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I want to keep talking hoops, but John, I want to ask you about gopher hoops. So we're recording this on uh, uh, again. What is on this? Wednesday night? Wednesday night. It's there's eight minutes left in the basketball game against Miami, who's awesome, and the Gophers are currently losing by ten. But um, be, beyond that, what we're seven and zero currently as we record this. First off, I want to talk about that. Did you watch the game, the Alabama game? I did not. I didn't. I saw one-minute clips on YouTube of the highlights, and so I pretty much have just been getting all of it secondhand about the Gophers failing to defend 35-foot jumpers and whatever else. I don't know. I've been seeing quotes in the paper from Richie Patino about how he's a terrible three-on-five coach and stuff like that. Everyone's just sort of... They're sort of internally the team tries it seems to be trying to laugh it off a little bit and ignore it, and everyone who's a Minnesota sports fan in any way is just laughing to keep from crying that the Gophers almost got beat by three players. It's a uh, it's surreal because in any scenario in any basketball game in the beginning of time, if two guys like conked heads at one end and you had a five on three, it would be a layup line. Like, let's all run right. down there and pass it around like crazy, and they can't keep up with all of us, and then one of us will have an open layup. So I had, I missed it, too, and I was in the line to go see Santa, which was a terrible time uh, for me to get. <laughs> and my kids weren't with me, by the way. Stu? I just was. 
Just me. <laughs> just me going to see Santa, as I do. I go see him every yeah, year. Yeah. I cry on his lap. Yeah, I, uh, get, I get a sitter, uh, put the kids in the sitter, and then go see Santa by myself. Uh, no, I was in line, and I got a text like, hey, gophers are five on three. And I was like, yeah, I don't watch gopher hockey. What the fuck do I care? I don't even know they were playing right now. And so it was a very confusing text to get from a buddy. And he finally explained that it was basketball. And it was just like the worst thing in the world for me to not be able to see something this insane. Because I have never seen a basketball game in my entire life have just three players ever. I mean, in in no way ever. So... Man, I'm just I'm bummed that you missed it too because I'm just so curious of like if anybody did Stu, did you see it? No, I was uh, in transit uh, coming back from Renville County from Thanksgiving, and I got home and um, put on the the TV, and like it was actually on like a halftime highlight of a, whatever football game was on Saturday night. They cut to to the Gopher basketball game, and um, you from. The national media's perspective, both that night and then in the preceding days, Alabama won the game. I mean, they they right. didn't they didn't yeah. win it, but they won it. And um, it's going to be you know what people refer back to when you know tournament selections are being made. It's that um, you know Alabama almost won a game down two players. And um, I asked on Twitter on Sunday if like you know that was the correct perception and uh most of the people uh from around here um like i i john bonus um the tv's uh, the twins geek um said sure. it was bullshit basically that they really did try to you know not show up alabama and just you know they missed a couple of shots and alabama got insanely lucky hitting 35 footers and running off balance one on three you know drives and made it a little closer than it actually was but it was never truly in doubt and i i I trust i trust the twins geek but he's not the gophers geek so maybe there is an element of them almost shitting the bed and that's why there's the perception out there that they almost blew it I'm glad they didn't, but it would have gone down as like one of the most historic losses in any in any basketball oh, yeah. history, right? Am I am I being no. hyperbolic about that? It would be it was fucking five on three. No, I mean if if you're gonna uh, play that badly three on five, you may as well be recruited by Don Lucia. <laughs> hey, Clarence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! May all your may all your vehicles break down I on know. your Christmas travels, Stu. I just like I understand not wanting to show that show them up, but why don't you do that after you you're up by twenty five points? Yeah, I not when you're up by like five or seven points, whatever. It's it was when I was trying to look, you know, just through the box score, it was pretty close for most of the second half. Just just unbelievably confusing to me. And whether you've gone through it or not as a coach, if that's what he's trying to say, like, hey, that was just a weird situation. Like there have been five on three breaks in basketball before with two guys slow getting back and it's been an easy layup every time. So it's not that difficult no. to, well, I, I just, I, it's, it's, it's strange and maybe it doesn't mean anything both short term and long term, but it's just, I just, it's weird, right? It's really, really weird. Yeah. Yep. 
that's more than anything just some goofy shit man but beyond that i'm super pumped about the gophers this year john have you seen any of them at all uh not a lot to be honest most of their games are against teams you would never want to see them play yeah there's only been a couple against watchable your games. west tennessee state and that sort of school i not sure if I made that up or not, to be honest with you. West Tennessee State uh, Community College University. No, that's for sure. That was yeah. like their sixth game. Right. And so I, I missed their game against Alabama, and then I'm missing this one that they're playing right now because I don't have the the the, the channel that it's on. So I I kind of missed the whole season, as, as near as I can tell. And I guess we'll show back up in the Big Ten season. So we're... I haven't watched a ton of them either, and I don't watch much Vikings. I feel like, generally speaking, we as a podcast may soon be kicked out of the lamestream media. We don't watch enough sports that we are professional sports well, talkers. Let's go back. Let's go back to Stu talking about us having forty nine kids under the age of three, yep. and then yep, we'll get back to you, whoever's <laughs> judging this. Good point. We'll stay under the radar. That's where we belong. Right. Well, I'm pumped about them. It's fun to have another decent basketball team just to get through the winter because it's so such a nightmare, generally speaking. And they got a good squad. I mean, they're like six deep players, legit good players, and uh, it should be a fun run. I mean, to think of them as like, yeah, they'll be in the tournament. I'm sure I'll go back at some point and laugh at me saying this right now, but that's it's been a very long time. I can't remember the last time that was sort of a, uh, you know, unless something really bad collapses, that should be like a thing that happens. Uh, it's pr- it's really cool. It's fun. Uh, okay, so you want to move on? Sure. Should we move on? Sure. John, I need like 30 seconds on the year one of the PJ Fleck era. <laughs> I. It. I feel like I've been affected from talking to, talking to my brother Dave, who was very down on this year, and rightly so. Well, the stop the show! Stop, stop! Stop! Stop the show! Very. Dave. Dave was down on something. Huh? <laughs> he was. He's. He's so right about the last couple of games are absolute nightmares, and the Gophers' offense was non-existent, and their defense was not very good, and it. So you can look at this one of two ways. You can look at the team basically being just as bad on day one as they were on the last day of the season and think, boy, this P.J. Fleck guy didn't seem to coach the team at all. Or you can look at it this way, and this is the way that I'm choosing to look at it. The Gophers had no offense. They had no quarterback who could accurately throw the ball more than three yards in the air. They had one receiver who could catch and didn't have cooked ham for his hands they had i i think i didn't actually go back and look at the stats but i think they had 14 offensive linemen who started at least one games and none that started more than five games because of injuries something like that it it was it, it was just a ridiculous number of factors about how you can't they couldn't piece together an actual offensive team and their defense was terrible too and they had a bunch of injuries in the secondary and their punter wasn't great and their kicker wasn't great it just was a bad year and despite all of this the gophers went five and seven almost were bowl eligible 
And if they'd gotten a couple of Jerry Kill style lucky breaks against Purdue and Maryland and somebody else, they could have been eight and four this year. <laughs> they were not that far away from being an eight and four football team with this terrible collection of talent. And if there's one thing that you can say about PJ Fleck is that he knows how to recruit talent. So I feel like things are looking up, to be honest with you. Probably the most shocking two minutes of this podcast. I've ever heard. Yeah. That's incredible. But remember, optimistic. remember what I said about 7 o'clock listeners? It's oh, 10 o'clock now. So it's getting loopy. Wild Are you going to take now. me seriously? You're loopy. This is, you're hallucinating at this point. Right. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. Because I just saw the 70 nothing over the last two games. I was like, forget it. Yeah. I'm out. But never mind. And he's got some good recruits coming in next year, right? Yeah, he's got... Uh, Kiss guitarist Vic Voltaggio yep, coming that. in to play quarterback. It's for, that's a for um, sure like he's a male porn star, which is great. Yeah, it's good I to mean, moonlight. They don't get he's paid. From California, yeah, boy, yeah. Uh, is Tyler I mean, Johnson going to get a chance at the playing professionally? I honestly could not tell you. It's hard to it's hard to say with any Gophers receiver, right? Because Tyler Johnson was their only competent receiver, like. I think he might have been the only guy that had more than 10 catches this year. <laughs> now, that's hard to do. Well, I thought, yeah, that's, that's – Jesus. I mean, I I like using hyperbole for comic effect as much as the next guy, but I'm pretty sure I might actually be true. Of, I might actually be right about that. It's a sportive fact because I'm not going to look it up. Wins, talking as about mentioned, it's past 10 p.m. By the way, that's pretty amazing. I don't know. That's perfectly timed. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he's I actually, he was good, and he's of course an incredible athlete. Be fun to have him move on a little bit. I, I actually I went and looked it up. Tyler Johnson had thirty five catches. Rodney Smith, who's a running back, had seventeen catches. And then you get into a guy named Philip Howard, who's not the quarterback who got arrested for kicking a guy in the head. In the head. Mm-hmm. He had 11 catches. 11. And Jesus. Yeah. You had a lot of guys who had nine catches. My God, John. That's a good stat. Rashad Still, who was... Oh, sure. Everybody thought Rashad Still was the Gophers' second best receiver, and he started a lot of games. He had two catches this year. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. I, yeah. Of all, the, that is, of all the dire stats you've read, it's still the most mind-bottling thing to me is that they hung 55 points on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> I know. What I, happened? I think they're just going to blow up the state. I mean, that's... That program... Oh, shut it down. Can you imagine? Big for sale sign. Right and as bad as Nebraska. Minnesota beat them, Iowa beat them worse. <laughs> Iowa destroyed them. Oh. I mean, it's just... Destroyed them. Iowa did what? I, to I them? think they won by seventy. It was just, oh, just brutal. And I think that was one oh. of those things where, you know, Kirk Ferentz has the best uh, contract in all of Amer- of American sport and life. Oh, I think he needed to such get a his... good contract. Yeah, in all of American educational win, settings. That win... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know football uh, coaches got tenure. I think that win increased his buyout another like one point five million or something. Something insane. That's not John. I'm not exaggerating. I think that's what the actual number was. 
And like, and, and, the, and like, gate elevator clauses to all of his assistants. So you know, the assistants were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna put one on Nebraska right. this weekend." And Nebraska, I mean, I grew up with Nebraska being unbeatable. Somehow, the only team that could beat them was Miami when they cheated. And and that's not a slam against Miami because those are the best college football teams <laughs> of all time. Um, but they just spent the entire 1980s killing people. Just. Alan, Christian, Peter, and Lawrence Phillips case, literally. Um, but they were amazing. And yep. and now it's 2017, <laughs> and a, t- a not great Gophers team and an average Iowa team boat raced them. And it's just weird to me. I don't know. Just, it's just it's weird to see the Nebraska Cornhuskers laid this low. It just oh, doesn't seem normal. You but know? you know what it also is? Amazingly awesome. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, that was a fun. Oh. I mean, I watched that was actually the the, uh, the Gopher game. I spent the most time watching was that Nebraska game. I just happened to be home on that Saturday afternoon, and it was just Jesus. Are they, maybe maybe they're finally figuring it out, and they clearly were not. But right. Nebraska is awful. What would this be I the mean, equivalent yeah. for John and I, Stu? Would this, would this be like all of a sudden Ohio State is like Rutgers? Maybe I don't. I, that's. Oh, gosh, since you're all you're so you're so young, <laughs> and um, I kind of remember this would breath. be like uh, this would be like if Pokemon mm-hmm. was uh, Jeff Sessions. I don't. I what <laughs> in the world was that? I'm so tired. What happened? I'm there? So goddamn tired. That would be a I'm real so fall tired. from grace. <laughs> The, the analogy maker in my medulla oblongata is not functioning yeah. at all. I can't Man, make what a, a good I cannot comparison. imagine Pokemon ever falling that far. A racist uh, sprite. Yeah, I just... A, a racist sprite, yeah. It's, I, I got nothing. I, God, guys, I'm so oh. sorry. I have, been a, I have been a net negative this entire positive. You got up at 4.30. I mean, you were, doing, you were doing deadlifts at 4.45 in the morning. Clean and jerks. Oh, God, pushing that stupid sled. Yeah, it's, yeah you did the sled. Oh, God, just the sled beat. pushing. I did Holy the sled. shit! I, I have not been able to to build up the courage yeah. to do that. That seems like a bear. Where do you guys work out yeah, that it's... has a sled to push? Uh, the Vikings practice facility. Uh, yeah, a... we're their trainers. You didn't. We didn't yeah. tell you, John. There is a dome. There is a dome. Yeah, yeah. Stu and I are Damn. their trainers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the time. It's really cool. It is cool. Yeah. It's a fun, like, I love moonlighting doing that. It's a fun second job. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, let's do some quick hits. John, uh, cool. do you have anything to say about the Wild? Uh, I keep expecting them to get back three lines worth of competent forwards from being hurt. And then I look it up, and it turns out that only one of their forwards is hurt. So I think they're pretty much done for. Did they get better at some yeah. point? Are they, they're not... Well, they basically... If the Wild are on... If Jason Zucker and Charlie Coyle and that line is on the ice, you you keep watching. If it's any other line, you just turn the channel and wait. If Zucker's on the ice, they got John, a chance of scoring a goal. Other than that, it's... Yeah. Is, it, is it fair to say, John, that it's like if the Timberwolves were 9-13 and 13 instead of 13-9, and nine, where the, uh, the yeah, bad that's, parts were That's a pretty the good, good parts, comparison. Basically. The best and there's less hope. For, the best Kevin Love because everyone signed to like twenty year deals. Right. Oh my god. There's Ugh. there's not only very little hope for this. Well, I mean, there's it's the NHL. Dubnik goes. They they had this happen last week. Dubnik had three state strutouts, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's fine." 
Then they started Alex Daylock in Winnipeg, the one game that I've been able to watch this whole year, and Winnipeg scored seven goals and the Wild lost seven to two. Well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, wild Twitter that night was just amazing. Just, yeah, just on fire. Just a, It was just bleak. It was just Cormac McCarthy novel come to life on Twitter. It was beautiful. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. My last question, because I saw Clarence was talking to our friend Dana about this. Do you guys get real trees for Christmas or fake? Um, let's see. The last couple of years we've gone with an artificial, mm-hmm. um, just because it just it was easier and the kids weren't demanding it, so they were just like, uh, "Put up a tree." Doesn't really matter to us, so uh, we put up a artificial one the last couple of years. I think that's what we're gonna do again this year. Do you miss the um, pine needles everywhere? I don't miss the mess. I miss the smell. Um, I love a, the fresh Christmas tree in the house. Smells amazing. Yeah. But you can also go to Target and buy a three ninety nine Glade candle. It's also exactly the same. Yeah. And, Does that and, and that comes with uh, twenty thousand bugs, right? Does that Glade candle come with that, or yeah. do you have to pay extra? <laughs> fucking bugs everywhere. You have to pay extra. For that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't miss the pine needles. I don't miss the expanse. I don't miss getting out to the street on the two times a year the Saint Cloud picks them up and having to throw it under your porch until June and then, you know, wait until no one's looking at you. And then you burn it in your backyard with some brush. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I am, I'm on team artificial for, at least in the current and near future. It's Jonathan. I, I think the thing I love the best about real Christmas trees is that they give you a lot of extra work in a time when you really have a lot of extra time to do When you're bored work. and you're looking for something to do and you look out your window right. and you go, you know that tree? I think that should be inside. Let's bring that one right. in the house. And I've always wanted a fire hazard in this living room. What yeah. if yeah. we brought it inside? You know what? There's not no, enough I got... sap in my life right now. I want sap <laughs> everywhere. I'd like to be vacuuming this carpet once a day for the next year until we put another tree back in here. And I'll pay for That's it. what I think we'll do. I'll pay I want to my do dog that. to think these fur needles are food and then gack them up all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. I'm bored and I have too much money. I know what to do. <laughs> Buy a real Christmas tree. What if yeah. it tips over its furniture? Isn't that fun? <laughs> I want to ruin an entire afternoon of my mood and scream at my family. Uh, that's what yep. I love doing. <laughs> yep. So yeah, yeah what we well. do? Yeah, we'll, we'll put the artificial one up probably this weekend. We'll get some apple cider going. We'll get some Christmas music going. It'll be a good time. If you can get that vibe, gonna, not, the the Christmas yeah. decoration weekend vibe. That's a that's a good one. That's a good time. Quiet music. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm mull yeah. a good apple cider, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I don't like to brag too much, but I can mull a mean apple Ooh. cider. I'll, oh, I'll I, I don't doubt spices. that for a heartbeat. I'll get some cinnamon. I'll get some nuts. Stu, oh, yeah, you, Stu can I come help decorate your Christmas tree? You absolutely can, fun. John. And I know, I know nice. you do have like you sometimes do have Christmas stuff out here in the in the sticks. I know because there's a a thousand wild Marthalers on on the western side of the That's county. That's right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking and fighting and putting up Christmas decorations. Exactly. That's our family's way. So. Yeah. That's the motto. Oh boy. But yeah, I am. I, so yeah, it's going to be artificial here, and I look forward to it. Yep, same. We just did ours last weekend. The wife is uh, nice. that's her that's her jam. She loves the, the she loves a Christmas decoration day, and the boys like it too. So, some good times. Awesome, cool. All right, should that should that be it? 
You guys any, have any parting, so. parting I'm, words? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to bed as soon as I press stop on this thing. So. Yep. yep. <laughs> Stu's going to sleep till 10.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. I, gotta send, I still got to send audio. Never mind. I got to wait a little It'll bit. Take yet, another so. five minutes. Five minutes after that, you can yep. be in bed. You can awesome. press export and then brush your teeth. That see that'll save you. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm going. That's exactly what I'm going. There to you do. go. Set right. up the coffee pot and we'll be ready to go. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, let's call it a day then. Uh, we'll see y'all Alrighty. in like probably a month or so. Thanks for listening. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.